I think today's conversation is going to relate to your life. You might have struggled with this years ago. You may be struggling with it right now in the here and now, or you might struggle with a mistake you make at some point in the future. Pull up a chair and join us at the Radio Backyard Fence as we discuss the decision you made, your second guessing. Maybe you got a job offer and you didn't take it. Maybe you took it and things fell through. You're going to put an offer on the house of your dreams. Somebody beat you to it. Or your offer was accepted and now you're in a home and the roof has fallen in. You moved to a new location. You started a business. You, you didn't take the scholarship. You changed majors. And now you have an extra year of school. The scenarios are endless. But there is one constant in all of this, and that is, how do you trust God with the mistakes, or at least the perceived mistakes? Can you trust Him when your plans fall apart? I want to talk about that and some other things with Dr. Ray Pritchard today, and we're going to open the lines. I want to hear the mistake you made or the decision you made that caused you to perhaps distrust God with your life or His work in your life, when you have second-guessed yourself and, in turn, you're second-guessing God. Here we go, 877-548-3675, especially if you're right in the middle of this. I hope uh, to give you a little help and hope today. ChrisFabryLive.org is our website. Ryan McConaughey doing all things technical. Tricia is our producer. I think it's Gabby T who will be answering your calls today. You know Phil Wickham from This Is Amazing Grace and uh, Living Hope and a lot of great songs. He has vibrato, he has a great sound and guitar, and he has a heart for worship. Last year at this time, he came into the studio and debuted his Christmas album. I want to put a copy of that in your hands. Listen to this. What child is this to to rest on songs, including What Child Is This? And maybe you've never given to the program. Call us today at 866-95-FABRY, 866-953-2279. Ask for the Phil Wickham album, Christmas, when you support us today. Go to the website, chrisfabrylive.org. It's F-A-B-R-Y, chrisfabrylive.org. And thanks for your support. Thanks for being a back fence friend. I hope we can put a star by your name. Uh, somebody who's uh, people who give for the first time, you get a star. 866-95 favorite. Dr. Ray Pritchard got an email. We're going to read it to you. And then I want to hear from you. And I want to hear from president of Keep Believing Ministries, Dr. Ray Pritchard, author of a number of books, has written an anchor for the soul. It's our featured resource today. Ray, how in the world are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Chris. Good to be with you today. I saw this on your blog, and I thought, you know what? This is exactly right down the middle, right headed for the pin in the front. <laughs> this is the lane that a lot of people are navigating these days. Tell me the story of, of how you came on this. Well, somebody sent me an email. And when I say somebody, I looked at it, and it was a name I did not recognize. He sent me an email, and he had a very poignant question. He wrote the email, described the situation. I wrote him back, gave him my answer, never heard from him again. But the story he told it, and let me say this, Chris, I, I don't 
know him personally, obviously. Wouldn't know him if he walked through the door where I am right now. So just had the one contact with him. Let me let me describe the email that he sent me, and I'm going to change all the identifying details, okay? okay? But the story is true. He was in Christian ministry, and we're going to say in Canada, okay? I'm changing the name of the country, but we're going to say Canada. When he was a young man, he was preaching the gospel, and he would have great crusades. And sort of like Youth for Christ type evangelist, he would go from province to province and city to city. And when he would give the invitation, Holy Spirit would move, and vast numbers of young people came to Jesus Christ. And he preached all across the country and saw the hand of God upon his ministry in a great way. And did that, I believe, from what he said in the email, for a number of years. And upon a day, for reasons he didn't make clear to me, he decided he wanted to take the ministry God had given him and go to another country, maybe just feeling the the call of the Great Commission. And he decided to go to Spain, a country that in many ways is not easy place for gospel ministry. I don't know if he had family or other connections there, but he took his family, moved them from Canada, moved to Spain, and began to preach in Spain and was there for a number of years. And what he said in the email was, nothing worked. Nothing worked. He had the same heart. He preached the same type messages. He learned the language. He went from place to place. But instead of the great, great harvest of souls that he had seen, it just it just shrunk to a little tiny trickle. And for years, he struggled and struggled with his family there in Spain seeing none of the results that he had seen in Canada, and wondered, Lord, what's up? And upon a day, he discovered that he had cancer and went through a very difficult cancer treatment. And when he wrote me, he said, and I I think in the beginning he was a young man, and now he was near retirement, and he had moved back to Canada and was struggling with the decisions that he had made. He said, I am trying to trust God, trying to trust God. But he said, my life has not worked out the way that I expected. And he asked me this question in the email. How can I trust God with my future when I feel like I have blown some of the major decisions of my life? What a question that is. How do you trust God when you look in the mirror and say, I have blown it over and over and over again? And that became the basis of the conversation you are, you and I are going to have today yeah. because I think a lot of people, Chris, are right there. We struggle with um, maybe the maybe I can pose it this way and I'll turn it back to you. What do you do when you look into your past and you think, I think that might have been a mistake, yeah. but you're not really sure? How do you deal with that dilemma? That's a really important question. And the mistake, you know, you can then just micro your own life into, okay, was this a selfish decision that I had to leave from there to go to there? It was, I, was that a wrong decision? Were my, were my motives off? Or, you know, I know enough about reading missionary stories and people in the Bible to know that, 
you can't gauge your life on everything working out the way you think it ought to work out. I mean, there are a lot of things that happened. For example, Joseph, there's a lot of things that happened in his life that he's like, man, that was, that was hard stuff. But in the end, you saw God at work in the middle of that. You get to see the, the end result though, and we don't. So let me just, I'll just call a timeout right there. How can I trust God with my future? If I, if I think my decisions were wrong, um, do, do you, are you living that today? Are you, are you right there in the middle of that? I hope you'll keep listening. And if you have something that you want to add to this, that whether it's happened in the past, whether it's going on right now, or you're anticipating, I don't know, maybe I did make a wrong decision, 877-548-3675. 877-548-3675. It's going to be a good discussion. I hope it encourages you today. Dr. Ray Pritchard's in the house. More straight ahead on Moody Radio. You can link to the blog, Did I Make a Mistake? by Ray Pritchard. If you go to chrisfabrylive.org, click through to the information we have for you today. And you can see where to do that and read what we're basically discussing here today. But I want to filter, rather than going, jumping right to the scripture and right to the answers and what Ray said, I want to go right to your calls at 877-548-3675. A caveat before we get to it, though, Ray. You are not saying, uh, I embezzled a, a million <laughs> right. dollars right. and, you know, I'm looking back and I think that might be a... A mistake now. You're you're not talking about <laughs> that's sinful. Not, that's not a mistake. That's a sin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're There's not a talking... reason you went to prison. You embezzled money. Exactly. So that's exactly. not a mistake. Okay. You, you, you say I had an affair. No, no, that's not a mistake. That's a sin. We're not talking about those kind of those kind of actions. We're talking about this whole other area of life, which is the big area. Should I buy this house or not? Should I move here? The decisions of life where we aren't really sure and we look back and think now, wow, maybe that wasn't the smartest decision I ever made. Maybe I'd do that differently. Well, and it's complicated because theologically I hear of God told me to or I felt God was leading us to or so you've got the theological struggle of I thought I heard from God and I I obeyed and it. It, now it feels like, well, maybe I didn't. So you've, you got that extra struggle, right? Well, I prayed about it. I sought the Lord. I, you know, you know, the, the four or five keys everybody says about doing the will of God. I talked to my pastor. I read the Bible. I prayed. I discussed. I did the pros and cons. I was doing the best I could. And it still, it blew up in my face. Lord, what's up with that? I think yes. that's the kind of question we're talking about. Good. All right. So Scott's in Florida. Scott, why did you call today? Okay, I called today just to give you a Reader's Digest condensed. I uh, was a network cameraman. I was on a plane every week. I was in another country generally, and my wife and I felt that we were being led to uh, to leave that. Um, and I'd be home more. I'd, I'd be around more. Um, and we felt God was in it. So I uh, left that job and cricket. Um, we basically kind of sat around. I thought the freelance would kick in. Then my uh, uh, one of my six kids got cancer um, and had no bennies at the time and just kind of really 
questioned our decision making and in the long run now i mean god was always there i just was really questioning where he was it was kind of okay god okay god but um it was scary it was very very scary yeah roller coaster it sounds like so so now that you're able to look back first of all how is how is the child that was diagnosed she with cancer. Is, she, uh, she was 21, had stage 3 ovarian cancer, and uh, just had a scan last week. Everything's gone. She's wow. um, back in school. She's, she's, she's walking with God. So thank God. So thank God. Where, where are you and your heart and your wife? <laughs> you know, you heard crickets for a long time. Has, has, have things stabilized now? Yes, yes. And then, of course, we, ba- we, we backed into COVID. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I questioned, I mean, I, and I'm, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm guilty of questioning God, you know, at times in my life. And I'm like, okay, God, we both felt, you know, that you were in this. And then all of a sudden you're not in our eyes. Where are you? And, and again, I think hindsight always gives you perspective, but when we were in the middle of it, it was scary because it's like, I, I don't have any income. I don't have any insurance. And we felt that you led us to this doorway to walk through, and, and now we're, you know, where's, where's work? I mean, I'm looking more at it naturally, I spiritually. I, you know, he, of course, never leaves, but, but it was a very scary place um, uh, to walk in right now where we felt, where is he? You know, he, he, we felt like you brought us to it, and now well, why'd you leave? <laughs> When he didn't really, but it's, yeah, it brought us to it so they could bring us through it, and we're not through it, you know, and we're in the middle of it. Scott, that's thank you for your vulnerability, and that's exactly what you're talking about, right? You know, Scott used a, a very important phrase there. He said, "In the long run, the long run, nobody, nobody, nobody wants the long run, Chris. We all want the short run, right? We want to, we want to go get into the crisis, and we want to pray." And we want to get the answer back from God so it all begins to make sense to us. You mentioned Joseph earlier. My wife and I have been, Marlene and I have been reading through the book of Genesis. I mean, just this last few days, and we came to that part about Joseph in prison. You know, that's a cool story when you finally get to Genesis 50. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. But, you know, if you take the Genesis story literally, which you have to, Joseph was in prison for years and during those years that he was in prison in Egypt, he had no idea why he was there, what was going to happen. I mean, we read the story from the end of the beginning. We go, well, you know, Pharaoh's going to call him out. He's going to become the prime minister. and Everything's going to come up roses for him in the end. Yeah, he did. The story does have a nice ending. But it's important to remember that where Scott was in the, quote, long run, exactly where Joseph was for years in the prison in Egypt. And I think, Chris, it's important to remember, we are all going to go through these experiences. Uh, you're either, you know, you and I were talking about this before the program began. You're either there right now or you're just coming out of there or what? You're about to go into this situation and you don't realize it. I, I think like, it's really important to understand that if right now, your life doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't mean that your life doesn't make sense to God. All it means is you can't see the big picture, but God can. And isn't that where faith comes in? Not blind faith, just grit your teeth and wait for it to get better, but a faith 
that looks at Joseph, that looks at, you know, the prophets, that looks at Hebrews 11 and sees that some were delivered miraculously and others were sawn in two, which I don't like those verses, but I don't like to look at that. But to look at the big swath of history in the way that God has, look at the life of Jesus and what he went through for you and me. When you look at that, then my faith is not in what I can conceive of God or the plans that I have, but my faith is in a God who is present and in the middle of everything that I'm going through and who understands what I'm going through and has a purpose and a plan in all of this. That's My faith is not in how I perceive it or can work it out, understand it. My faith is in the one who is walking through it with me. You know, one of our problems is we don't have a good biblical understanding of faith. I think for years I tended to look at faith as a feeling. You go to church and people say, well, I really felt the Lord. The Lord really showed up today. I felt God. And you know what? That's wonderful. I don't I don't doubt that. I've been in services like that, and I don't doubt that God comes in great power when, when the people of God come to worship. But if your faith is basically just a feeling, an emotion that you have, what are you going to do in the middle of the night when suddenly the bottom drops out, when you get the phone call and your life is changed in a completely different direction? If your faith is based on the emotions of the moment, you're going to be up when you're up, you're going to be down when you're down. That's not biblical faith. Biblical faith, as I would define it, is something like this. It's the moment-by-moment decision to believe that God is who he said he is, and he will do what he said he would do. And the most important part of that definition, Chris, is the moment-by-moment choice. Mm. Those of you who've been in a waiting room in the hospital, as I have, you know, you look at the clock and it's five minutes till 11. You wait about two hours and it's now two minutes till 11. I mean, time changes when you've got a loved one in surgery. It seems to take forever where there's some, we've got a friend right now, right now, go just in the beginning stages of a stem cell transplant. And let's be honest, they're doing it to save his life. I mean, this is the, you know, they're throwing the long ball now because there's mm. nothing else to do. He's a man of faith and a, and a dear friend and we are praying for him and for his wife. And they're throwing the long ball because there is nothing else left for them to do. What does faith look like in that situation? It is, it is at this moment, I am going to believe. In the next moment, I am going to believe. I am choosing to believe. Sometimes we believe because of our circumstances, Chris. Sometimes we believe in spite of our circumstances. And I know my friend and his wife, they're going to be okay no matter what happens because they are resting on the rock of God's truth. But I also know there are going to be some rough moments ahead for them because it's a tough kind of treatment. What is the faith that we need? What What's the faith that's going to help us survive? It is not merely an emotion. It's more than that. It's a bedrock Moment by moment, it's not like the third time I've said it, Chris. Moment by moment belief, God is who he said he is, and he will do what he said he will do. I got a great quote for you I want to read. But, Scott, thank you for your story. Is there anything else you want to say before we let you go? Nope, that that was it. God, God brought us through it, and he always does. So, amen. 
God bless you, my friend. Thanks for calling, sharing your sharing your life. I've been read. I told Ray before the program. I've been reading the uh, Elizabeth Elliot biography, the new one by Ellen Vaughn, becoming Elizabeth Elliot, and this just deals with her early years. And there's a situation where she was translating in a, a language. She'd been doing nine months of work. And she put away all of her notes and everything, all the work that she had done, had to move to a different place. And in the transition, uh, that that luggage was stolen from whoever was transporting it. So she had to go through – was – God, do you not want us to translate the Bible into this this other language? And let me just read a couple of paragraphs here. Uh, they call, she calls her Betty. Of course, Betty knew the glorious, huge themes of life trumping death in the end, as in Jesus' triumph over the grave. Her view of the end of history, of the new heaven, the new earth, of Jesus' ultimate victory was unaltered. But in her life experience, these particular earthly events just seemed like an inefficient waste for the kingdom of God <laughs> with no explanation that could make anyone, particularly Betty, feel better, let alone victorious. It was her lesson one in the graduate school of faith. Quote, my first experience of having to bow down before that which I could not possibly explain Usually we need not bow. We can simply ignore the unexplainable because we have other things to occupy our minds. We sweep it under the rug. We evade the questions. Faith's most most sincere tests come not when we see nothing, but when we see a stunning array of evidence that seems to prove our faith vain. If God were God, if he were omnipotent, if he had cared— would this have happened? Is this that I face now the ratification of my calling, the reward of obedience? Uh, and I'll stop right there because she's grappling, and this is from her her writing, you know, some of her journaling. This is her grappling with exactly what we're talking about here today and with exactly what we face each day, right? Well, that's it. There are going to be moments. And Thank God, not every moment is that moment, right? But, Chris, for you, for me, for all of our listeners, there are going to be moments when nothing in life makes sense. When you have, quote, quote, played by the rules. When you have read your Bible and prayed and you have done your best to serve the Lord. Uh, Let me say this. When you've done what the preacher told you to do, right? Yes. (laughs) When you signed up for the team and you did your very best. And now somebody comes and steals, steals your work. I mean, just gone. It's just gone. Or you go to the doctor and, and suddenly the diagnosis is, is not what you expected. And now all your plans are, are, they're just gone up in smoke. Life has changed. Forever. Where is God in the midst of that? Well, you know, uh, somebody said you discover your theology at midnight. You learn your theology at noonday. You discover it at midnight. You go to school during the day and you learn all that stuff. But at midnight, you discover what you really believe. And I do think maybe that's part of the reason this happens so that we talk about moving from the head to the heart. So that we can discover whether it's all just theoretical. How do you even know if it's more than theory 
until it's finally put to the test? I don't think you do. I, I don't. I don't I, because you have to work out your salvation, quote unquote, meaning live it out, struggle it out, walk through the pain and the heart. Uh, let me bring Dave in here before we need to take a break. But I want to hear why you called Dave in Indiana. Go right ahead. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, I, um, in the car and I was listening. I had to pull over. And uh, I've, uh, in the last 15 years, I've uh, lost 90% of my fu- uh, financial resources due to being uh, part of three mergers and uh, reorganizations. Um, we rented for three years then having to sell our home and got back on our feet a little bit. Uh, we bought uh, this home that uh, we were my wife and I were very much on in unison. Uh, it, it was, it was an easy purchase. I was on my knees telling God, if this isn't going to work out, I don't want this home. And, um, five days after we move in, I lose my job of, uh, after three years because of COVID. But then God provided a miracle. Two months, less than two months later, we were overly blessed with a new position. Um, a higher salary than I had before. So I'm thinking, okay, God had to get me, this out of the way so he could bless me. Um, it was the out of, out of the area of, of my expertise. Uh, you know, millions of people are unemployed. I'm 63 years old, but God laid this in my hand. And I thought this, this I can do until if he gives me a sound mind and body until he takes me home. And, and then Good you point. lost. And then you, okay, I want to hear the rest of that story, but it's coming, folks. You can hear it right there, and you can hear the, the emotion in his voice. If that is where you are right now, that's where you're struggling, what you're struggling with, I want you to stay with us. Dr. Ray Pritchard, more straight ahead on Moody Radio. How do you make sense when something hard happens in your life and you ask the question, did I make a mistake back there? Did I not hear correctly? Did I do something wrong? And that's why I'm in the situation that I'm in today. And then you get a little further in that. And you say, well, where's, where's God in the middle of this? Did he want me to make a mistake to teach me a lesson? And what about when you've learned more lessons than you want to learn that, we were talking with Dave in the break, and Dave, I think one of the things that you said in there was um, that really struck me what was, I, I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to learn, you know, in the middle of all that we're doing. We, we ended your story, though, with, you know, you had got, got a new job, and then something happened last Friday. What was it? Well, prior to getting this job, I said, this is my testimony. This is what I've been struggling for 15 years to tell everyone I could talk to about my faith. And look what God has blessed me with, something that I can take into until he takes me home. And last Friday, I got the call that uh, I was let go again due to, well, things have slowed down more than we thought they would. And I'm just thinking, you have got to be kidding me. So here I am, um, and I, I i was sharing with you. I mean, I've been uh, blessed with a, a decent voice, <laughs> and I've been in church choirs and just really enjoyed being in a ministry like that to 
look out on a congregation and kind of focus on somebody who looks like they're having the worst day of their life and just try to be singing to them because uh, I've been there. So um, it's uh, it's difficult. Uh, I just I, I just don't know what to do. I have no retirement. Um, like I said, uh, I will work until the good Lord takes me home as long as he gives me a sound mind and body. And I'm just trying to look at this now and say, wait, wait a minute. You just gave me one of the best things I could have had in the last 15 years. And now that's gone. What, what's this all about? And you pulled over to the side of the road and I'm glad you did, Dave. And I'm glad you called because there is, uh, Ray and I both believe there's, your, your story, you're not alone in your story, and there are so many people who are walking through the same type of thing that you're walking. It doesn't help you, you know, but but I just want you to know that your story is going to be used in somebody else. It's, it's in mine, you know. You're encouraging me as I listen to you because you're struggling well. Now, Ray, you, you tell tell Dave the, the magic potion here, you know. What, what do you say? If I had a magic potion, I would share it right now, I think. The only question that you have to ask at a moment like this is, will I now turn away from God in the midst of my confusion and sadness and despair and uncertainty? And Dave, I think I already know the answer to that question. You have been serving the Lord for all these years. You've been up and you've been down, and now this has happened Yes, you're where millions of people are, what a year 2020 has been. But I think I hear in your voice that moment-by-moment determination that you're going to continue to trust God. And if it's any consolation, and I'm not saying that it would be, but if it's any consolation, I think the reason you don't understand the big picture now is because you're not supposed to. The only thing you can do is exactly what you are doing. You are just taking whatever faith you have, and you're taking the next step with the Lord. And by calling in today, right where you are, there are so many people out there going, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you, Dave. God is going to use your words and even your uncertainty right now to encourage many other people. And I do believe in the long run, we've already used that expression, haven't we? In the long run, day, day from now, week from now, month from now, a year from now, you're going to look back and you're going to see, say, I see now what God was doing that I couldn't see while I was going through it. Is that consolation? It is because we believe in God who knows what he is doing, even when our circumstances make no sense to us. The other thing that I'm hearing in your voice, Dave, is the the struggle with the situation. And I say this just about every program, that struggle is not a sign of failure. Struggle is not a sign that you have, you know, that you somebody needs to smack you upside the head. Struggle is a sign that you're alive, that God is at work, that you're putting one foot, you know, I don't know what you're driving in the car for today. I don't know if you're going to a, an interview or you just had to take a drive. But the struggle that you're in is God bringing you from where you are closer to him. You're open to him. You're open to his, or you wouldn't have flipped on the radio. You wouldn't have called in here today if you weren't open to him. And I think that's a, that's a big part of this. What do you think, Dave? 
Yeah, it's uh, I. I was just going through. I said, you know what? I'm gonna. I was taking. I had to go to the store, return some stuff since I don't need uh, the clothes that I had ordered right now. So, um, and I just said, you know, I'm gonna listen to WMBI today, and just maybe there's something for me. So, um, it's something else I want to share. A, a while back, when we've been going through this, I had told my wife. I said, God has a plan, and my wife looked at me. And said, "How's that working out for you?" <laughs> and I just, in my mind, said, "No, God, I will not succumb to to that thinking." But this time, which has been, she's been through more than she deserves. She has an a, an unusual piece about her, which I'm grateful for. But I'm still thinking, okay, God, you must have a really big thing in store for me and and giving up is not an option i I've, I've shared my testimony in my in my living with my with my two kids my now grandkids my my wife friends everybody looking at me and my whole family and i pray god's continued favor all over all of us every day and they all know i am not uh i'm not shy about sharing my faith and I, I can't let this knock me down. I just can't. Yeah, but see, the thing is, Dave, uh, as you as you lean into your weakness, you know, it's not like you have to pull yourself up by your spiritual bootstraps. You know, you, you're struggling and you're going through a painful situations. Ray, that's the that's the place where God can really, really enter in and do something. Don't you think? Well. In, in the reality of all of this, God's at work. And that question your wife asked, that's a great, that's a great question. So how's that working out for you? Right. <laughs> it was a great question. I mean, I could, I could, I could hear my wife saying that to me. We've all been there. You know, how's this working? Out? Okay, Lord, right now, this is not really working out the way. This is not what I signed up for. I didn't think it was going to come to all this. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, my friends going through the, the very beginning of this very difficult stem cell transplant deal. How's it working out for you? So not so good today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's all right to say that we might as well be honest and say, you know, right now, this is not working out the way I planned. It's not very easy. I guess the bottom line question is, am I going to, you know, Jesus said, to, to the disciples at one point, will you go away also? Everybody else had left, you know. So he looks at his tie, you know, his keys inner circle. Those only ones left. Are you going to leave also? And Peter says, no. I mean, where else to go? You have the words of eternal life. I think it's, I think it's a wonderful thing to come to a moment of clarity and say, nothing is working out for me right now. My, all the, all the props have been knocked out. But I am not, by God's grace, I am not going to walk away from the Lord. How can things get better if I turn away from the Lord in the moment of need? And I think, Chris, Dave, when we say that, we actually say that, Lord, I'm not. <laughs> though he slay me, Job yes. said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. It's a great advance in faith to come to the moment and say, I may lose everything, but Lord, by your grace and with your power and through your spirit, I will continue to trust you. Dave, I want you to hang on. Uh, Trisha, get some information. But, Ray, before we end this segment, would you pray for Dave and anybody who's in his situation? Father, we know 
that you know what you're doing. And so many times we come to these moments where we can't see where the bottom has dropped out and the sky is falling and we feel everything is being taken away from us. Father, thank you for Dave. Thank you for his faith. Thank you for his phone call. Thank you for his, his confidence in you through all of it. I pray you will strengthen him. Thank you for the peace that his wife has. We pray, Lord, do whatever you want to do in his life, in his marriage, through his testimony, so that when he comes through this, and he will, he'll be able to stand up and say, I had nothing left but the Lord, and that was enough. Father, we pray that for every person who is struggling, wondering, worried, doubtful, scared. And there are so many people right now who feel the uncertainty of life. Come with your spirit. Come, speak, confidence, peace, and hope. Help us to keep believing and not to give up, even when nothing makes sense around us. We trust you, Lord. We, by your grace, will not turn away. We will continue to trust you. Be glorified in us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There's a sense of surrender that we've just heard right there in the middle of the loss. God, take all the ashes right here and do something. Pray that for Dave's life and for yours as well. Uh, A divine appointment here we've had at the Radio Backyard Fence. And there's more with Dr. Ray Pritchard. You stay with us. This is Chris Fabry live on Moody Radio. Rosa said last week on the program, it took my breath away, to be honest with you, if you didn't hear it. Uh, I sent it to my back fence partners, people who give a gift each month, the Chris Fabry Live. We pull back the curtain, I put a little video together, Ryan does actually, and uh, we included what Rosa had to say, which is kind of like what we just talked with Dave about, this, this being able to listen to our stories, have a place for our stories. And if you want to support us uh, as a backfence friend or backfence partner, just go to chrisfabrylive.org, chrisfabrylive.org. Dr. Ray Pritchard is with us. Uh, let me uh, – I want to read one more sentence. I think it fits in here with the uh, becoming Elizabeth Elliot. And here's what she said, quote, It was a long time before I came to the realization that it is in our acceptance of what is given that God gives himself. Let me read that again. It was a long time before I came to the realization that it is in our acceptance of what is given that God gives himself. Even the Son of God had to learn obedience by the things that he suffered. And his reward was desolation, crucifixion. I was thinking of the uh, disciples in Saturday, on Saturday, Ray. You know, how's this working for you? He's yeah. king of kings, lord of lords. <laughs> you know, every kingdom's going to be forever. It came to bring in the kingdom. How's that working for you on Saturday? On mm-hmm. Saturday, it, it wasn't working. They couldn't figure out why, why. And then, and then Sunday came. There is some sense, Chris. Thought this a number of times in my life. These kind of these crisis moments, you feel like you're living somewhere between Good Friday and and Resurrection Sunday. A lot of life seems to be lived during that Saturday when we we know something better is coming. We hope something better is coming, but it hasn't come 
yet. That's where that's where we are, and it's some for all these questions, whether it's a decision to move from one country to another or a city or take a job, or you just suddenly find out you had a job and it's gone and you've got another one and now it's gone and you're, you're floating in on thin air, so to speak, or you've cancer has come or there's been the death of a loved one and your heart is broken and nothing has worked out the way that you planned. So what do we do with all that? Chris, I, I think at some point, <laughs> at some point, good theology has to kick in. I mean, we, we talk about the sovereignty of God. That's a really big doctrine. That's, that's fundamental and bedrock. But at some point, we got to move that doctrine out of theory and we got to move it into practical everyday reality, which is to say nothing more than what Paul said. For we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8.28. I just want to ask a question, Chris, about about our friend Dave and, and, the, and the job he lost and where he is right now and, and Scott's situation that he talked about that took so long to resolve and so many, so many other situations around us, the difficulties of life the, quote, mistakes of life, the decisions we think we might do differently if we had another chance, that the heartbreaking moments, I just want to ask the question, those things which keep us awake at night, are they included in the all things of Romans eight twenty eight? And if your answer is no, then really there's no God at all, because if God is not sovereign, he's not really God. If it's some things work together or most things work together, that's completely different than what Paul said. All things work together for good. And I think one of the marks of biblical Christianity, if you want to say it that way, is that in the darkness and through our tears, and I want to say it that way, through our tears and uncertainty, looking, crawling off the wreckage of the, crawling through the wreckage of the battlefield of life, that we finally say, Lord, I do not understand. I do not see. But I affirm that everything in my life is working together for good. And I believe it, Lord, only because your word says it. And I believe that if I trust you, you're going to prove yourself faithful to me, even though right now I have my doubts about how my life is turning out. And I think all of us, Chris, are going to come back again and again to that point where we just have to decide, are we going to believe what God has said or not. You, you mentioned one other, you mentioned one thing. It, it, it is what it is. There is a, it is a mark of spiritual progress to be able to look at your life and say, Lord, it is what it is. And right now I don't like it, but I also understand right now I can't change it. And I'm going to affirm that though this makes no sense to me, you are God, you are sovereign, you are Lord. And that in the long run, even if that means not until I get to heaven, in the long run, uh, you're going to make sense out of all this, and I'm going to say, you meant it for my good. I may not see it now, but I believe I will see that day, and we'll stand on the truth of God. I think that's where real Christians have to get to. And it's and if you're not there, it's okay. <laughs> if you're <laughs> right. not all that's the way right. there. I just want to read a couple of these, and I'm sorry we didn't don't have more time. A uh, person who quit her job early in this year out of whim, out of anger. Uh, and it's, she said, I've regretted it every day. 
uh, Fred w- wanted to just encourage Dave. He said, I've been down the same road that you have been going. And listen to this. I just lost both my parents to COVID. I also got let from my job, let go from my job. Uh, I initially wanted encouragement when I called, but now I just want to say I relate to Dave and I hope I can encourage him. He wants to encourage him. There's uh, and I could I could keep on going there, Ray. There's just so many people with the 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 weight and the struggle of life. So why don't you one more time? Why don't you lead these people? Lead us all in prayer. Lord, we come to the end of this hour, profoundly grateful that you are God and that you are good. We're glad that you are God because it tells us that you know what you are doing. We're equally glad that you are good. Because it means that when things around us have fallen apart, you do not mean to destroy us. You do not mean to hurt us. You do not mean to strike us down. But you mean it for our good. Lord, we pray for those who cannot see what that good is yet. Give them faith and courage to never give up, but to keep on going and keep on trusting you. Lord, build in us deep confidence that you are a great and good God, and that if we trust you in the end, whether here on earth or in heaven, we shall look back and say, the Lord led me all the way. So we love you, Lord. Increase our faith to love you even more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ray, uh, the last time I, I talked to you, I said, it's been a long time since you've been. Are you going to come? And I'm so glad that we did, had this conversation. So glad that Dave pulled over and that the others who have uh, called in here, I can tell this really has touched a nerve. So keep thinking, keep talking. If you hear from the fellow who moved from Canada to Spain, let me know what happened, okay? Will do. Thank you, Chris. It's been a great hour. God bless you, friend. Thank you for um, listening here today. And one of the, like we were talking about yesterday, with police officers, one of the best things you can do is to pray for Dave. Pray for our our friend who has lost both of his parents to uh, COVID and was let go from his job. You can you can just feel the weight of that whole thing, and there is real hope and real help in God's heart. And I hope you've heard that coming through today. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you say, "You guys, I don't know what you're talking about," go to our website, ChrisFabryLive.org, at the top and the bottom. How to know Christ, knowing Christ. It'd be a real joy to see you take that step today. Chris Fabry Lives, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.